Welcome to Go Home Heat, a sports entertainment raw specific podcast this time around. Mm. My man Justin is here. Live and in effect. And we are talking about raw. So full disclosure, I started working on Monday nights. Oh no. So I've been having to watch it tape delayed. So the first time I watched Raw, I was talking to Be, be honest. It improves it immensely, doesn't it? What to to watch it taped? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. But this time around, first time I watched it. <laughs> you watched it twice? I was very tired. <laughs> and so I just fast forwarded over. Usually I'll watch the talk like if I'm watching NXT this way, mm-hmm. I'll watch a couple of the matches along with the talking segments and then I'll mm-hmm. go back through when I have some time and like actually watch it. Mm-hmm. Again, it does. It probably takes less time to do it that way than to watch the whole thing with commercials and everything anyway, mm-hmm. right? Or it's brown about the same amount of time. With Raw, it literally would still took less time than watching it yes. all the way through on a Monday. But, so I just kind of watched the matches with the sound off because mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody on the phone and, um... It was great. It was a much better show, probably. It was great just watching the wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then um, I watched it again later with the set with the. It still was. I still thought that this was a good show for Raw. They they are they have flustered me lately. But it was funny how how really good the now and dude I'll say something else too because I I'll tend to put some wrestling on in the back. I work in a place with a lot of TVs, so I put some on like on a wall where I can kind of see him if, mm-hmm. I, if I get a chance to look over there whenever there's a show on. Yeah. And um, sometimes wrestling doesn't look good with the sound off. Mm-hmm. When you don't hear the leg kicks and the leg slaps and the yes. shoulder slaps and the crowd and all that. But really, really good wrestling on this show. Um, we're going to move into the women portion of the show. We, we kind of jump around here when we do this. Um, so you try to go from bad to worse. What? Worse to bad to good to as good as it got. Yes. This is the route we try to go with on uh-huh. this. Okay. Playground segment. Alexa. Uh, <laughs> wow. Alexa and Dewdrop. Dewdrop was the only one invited. Eva, of course, would not let her go by herself. This was, I, I didn't think that the Alexa Dewdrop kind of back and forth was awful. Mm-mm. Wasn't. I don't understand how Eva is so monotone when she talks. You would think that. that what does she have going for her? Um. I did think that the next segment she was in was better. But we'll get there. This was. Once she started talking and trying to be arrogant to Alexa, it really. Took a flat tire, right? Right off the road. Um, Alexa was kind to Dewdrop, like Dewdrop, tried to be like a little kid with Dewdrop. Mm-hmm. And that kind of sort of worked, I guess, as far as as much as these playground segments work, which yes. I don't, they haven't really worked for me much. But as much as what Alexa Bliss is being given to work with and right. the other people involved, I think they are doing the best they can. Right, and I do think that whoever is going on to the set with her is looking at this like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I got to do this. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so eventually Eva walks off flustered because Alexa pointed out a couple different times that she wasn't, 
like she just didn't want Eva there. You were not invited. Right. Correct. And so that's the point of all that. I reckon that's the point of all that. Anyway, we'll move on. Riddle winds up telling Riddle winds up having a backstage segment with Nikki to intro a match. Again, sometimes with Riddle, it's just wow. Wow. Why not just fly out there? Um, she says, I'm almost a superhero. Riddle tells some kind of story. <laughs> and then she said, it's time to fly. And then, of course, Riddle was like, I thought she couldn't. And just whatever. <laughs> Fatal four-way. Naomi, Asuka, Alexa, Nikki. Um, the wrestling in this match is really good there. It does get convoluted when we decide to tell this is a consistent theme in pro wrestling, no matter what show you watch. Mm-hmm. Things get convoluted when you decide to tell two stories during one match, one story which doesn't have anything to do with this particular match. Mm-hmm. This time it's the Alexa Eva extension of the segment mm-hmm. from earlier. So there is a thread, I guess, going through all of this. You wind up with Alexa walking down past Dewdrop towards Eva. Eva takes off her shoe like she's going to throw it. Dewdrop winds up following Alexa's... Uh, Eva's orders, tossing her into the Thunderdome crowd. Last performance of the Thunderdome Last crowd. Last performance of the Thunderdome. Yes. And Which tells you something about WWE product right now. Because if this was 2000s, it would not be the first show back on live audience was on SmackDown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they would have they done it a week earlier. It would have been on Raw. Right. And, but I do think... Well, we'll get there. Um, and Alexa somehow disappears from back there. And then we get a great match. Naomi, Asuka, Nikki, uh, fantastic performers. We know that. Um, it winds up being kind of... The finish is a... I, I complain about roll-ups all the time, but I want to I want to stop and say that this style of roll-up win, and we get one kind of like this later, I think, where... It is an active wrestling hold, and it comes out of a series of wrestling moves. Mm-hmm. And it's like I never minded Daniel Bryan winning a match with a small package. I didn't mind Ricky Steamboat beating beating Macho with a small package because mm-hmm. it went for him multiple times during the match, and it yeah. was a part of the wrestling. Yes, you know what I mean. And so it was it was a hold, not you got distracted and it, grabbed my tights. Yes, the Ric Flair ending. Yes, which I didn't mind it when Flair did it, but now we're. 60 years into this. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody can't do the same thing. <laughs> right, right, right. But I, I get, yeah, if it's an active, like, sub, like you're moving through stuff and you end up with an advantage and you take it, you know, you take right. the hold as an advantage. Yeah, that's, I, it, I, I, it was a chain of events inside of, yes, a, a series of holds and that was set up by her doing the little foot spin underneath Alexa, uh, Oscar's shoulders and the way she sat down on Oscar, she did have Oscar hooked up mm-hmm. to where you wouldn't be able to, if, if you wound up now, nah, I would venture to say that if Oscar were to be into mm-hmm. an actual thing with somebody, she probably would not let herself get in that spot. However, mm-hmm. if you got in that spot, you would yeah. not be able to kick out because your legs aren't in a position to get any kind of torque on yeah. or anything like that. So I didn't mind the ending. It was fine. I, I worry with Oscar taking all these pins. I worry with Shayna taking all these pins, but you know what I mean. It, yeah. it, it did. I get that. And then all of these people are in the money in the bank. Mm-hmm. They furthered these plot lines. And to me, the wrestling saved this whole aspect of the show. Um, 
then we wind up having a Natty Tamina promo with Natty saying that she has a plan that she's going to pl- fight. She's going to take on Ripley for the belt, win the belt, and then she will become the belt holder as she wins the money in the bank because she's scheduled to be in it. Mm-hmm. Take that to SmackDown, win that belt, and she will have both SmackDown, Raw, and the tag team. Yes. Mandy Rose, Shane, Shane uh, Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke overhear this, begin to laugh, of course, and we continue this oddness, which I guess is going to come to an abrupt stop due to what happened. Which came on to an abrupt stop the next night. When she winds up on NXT. Yeah. Kevin, it, I wonder if this is long term storytelling. Maybe this plot line will. Wait, no. I'm pretty sure they just decided. Infinitely long term storytelling. Yes. We'll come back to this in like five years. Maybe, maybe reference it. They will totally reference it five years from now in, in some something. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but so this turn, you know, whatever that is. But then we get to wrestling, and I want to say that I said last week, I believe on the show that, and if I didn't, then I just was screaming it in my head. I don't remember being more disappointed in a program than I have been in Ripley Flair. You, you said it, or something similar to it. You know. And this segment here, I liked because you remember when Cole did that thing where he said to cross. You know how they make me special? They ring the bell. That's what they did with Ripley here. Yeah, they put her in the ring with a great. What's great about Ripley? She can wrestle. Mm-hmm. She's a unique performer that yes. can go, and she can go with big, big wrestlers. She can go with small wrestlers. All of it. They put her in there with. Probably the best re- worker on the show. Mm-hmm. Charlotte may be the best wrestler. She doesn't always make her opponent look great. Yeah. That, and, that's not always man, her concern. And I'm not going. It's going to be hard for me to say anybody is probably better in the ring all around than Natalia. She oh, gets it. She's so, like, she's been there. She's done that forever. There's never been a more technically solid female wrestler than yeah. Natalia. Daddy and, and you can't Daddy's Nightheart, but yes. she's a heart. Yeah. In every sense of the word. Yes. She's a Brett Owen. She's a better wrestler than her dad. Yeah. <laughs> way better wrestler. Way better. She's much more She's better wrestler than David Boy Smith. She's much more <laughs> she's much more Brett Owen than she yes. is Davy Boy or Yes. Or um her father and she kills it here and it's a fantastic match and i liked the way the in- i'd never seen an ending like that i'd never seen anybody really get out of a sharpshooter like that mm-hmm. where in the process of crawling to the rope natty gets a little off balance and she's able to pull her with her legs using the fact that she's off balance into the, t- the second turnbuckle yeah causing her to stumble into the riptide which finishes the match and that was great and then brilliant and then charlotte the fact that Charlotte can walk in the heels she wears is one thing. The fact that she jumped into the ring, planted and dove into the girl, boom, she gets her in that figure four where she, her shoulders are on the ground. Figure eight. Figure eight. Her shoulders are on the ground and, you know, rips, I think, going across either the second rope or the top rope. Yeah. And then she crawls out, blows a kiss at her, and leaves. And I'm like, that's what they should have been doing for months. Why? Yeah. <laughs> all this talking, all this other junk. <laughs> You know, yeah, but it worked, and I mean, it really, I, I was, I was like, okay, yeah, because I forgot, Ripley can really wrestle, mm-hmm. and Charlotte can really wrestle, and they're gonna have a good match. Yes, we could have been here mm-hmm. 
I guess they thought, felt like we'd already done that for months. You know, because they extended this program, so yeah. we got to turn it into a different direction. But, you know, whatever. And then we get to the other portions of the program, because in a way, that is your... When they didn't really address the women's tag team that much in this episode, but they really. addressed the division and the Money in the Bank match mm-hmm. here. Okay, so they got that part of the show out of the way. Um, Drew versus gender program. Drew! Gender uh, hits the ring after bringing his fancy motorcycle in there with allegedly Nessie's tooth, the, the saber. Mm-hmm. The claymore, you mean? With his two... Yeah, with his two uh, henchmen along with him, mm-hmm. who are huge, by the Gigantopithecuses. way. Yes, they are huge. And because when Ginger's in a room and he don't look like the biggest dude. Because he's, he's, he's a so monster. Hard. He's yeah. a monster, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so uh, Drew comes on TV and he lets us know, like, if you thought last week that Drew McIntyre got his comeuppance with gender in that there was a, a little piece of humble pie coming Drew McIntyre's Mm-mm. way. Mm-mm. No, sir. Mm-mm. Humble pie is not on Drew McIntyre's menu. No, no. Haggis is, <laughs> but not humble pie. I am perfect. Yes. Hear me roar. Yes. <laughs> that dude. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble. When yes. You're perfect in every way. Turns out that's not even my real sword. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun, dun. And this might be your real motorcycle. Yes. And I'm supposed to believe that a guy that would tear up a beautiful piece of machinery like that is the good guy in this. Yes. And he didn't even do a very good job of it, let's be honest. He didn't do much damage to the motorcycle, technically. Yes. Later, we get a fantastic um, Icarus. As, as I said, we get the Wikipedia Drew McIntyre uh-huh. ep- uh, segment again where he tells us about Icarus. But he tells us very coolly. Uh-huh. So cool about Icarus. Well, has he run out of Scottish legends here? Are we done? Is he having to dip into Greek mythology now? What else are we going to get from this man? I mean, does he have no boundaries, Kevin? He he has no boundaries. This man, he, is there anything he can't do? Dude, he'll be telling us the story of... I don't know. <laughs> tell you about Pecos Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Next week. <laughs> Next week. The story of John Henry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Pecos Bill. Uh, any, any, oh. Oh my God, dude. Yes. What did you do? Are you, are you enjoying this program? Oh, I, I'm glad that he is not feuding for the championship. So yes, I am enjoying this program technically. I'm making fun of it, but it is classic wrestling. It is. Absolutely. I will break your crap. You know. Yeah. We'll, we'll feud with each other over nonsense. I like the... Gender's a good foiled again guy. He is. <sighs> foiled I, again. I am a Gender fan. Yes. I like Gender Mahal. I think he's a great villain and that they should have used him much better for years now. I mean, he's just... Right. He's big and strong. He's mean. Yeah. And he kind of gets it. Yeah. He, he understands. Like, like Corbin. He's kind of in on the joke. Yeah. I think he's a really, probably a great human being, and he's just, you know, he's a good wrestler, man. And Absolutely. And they're probably getting a kick out of it. Because mm-hmm. you know they're buddies. Oh, yeah. 3MB, baby. Yeah, you know, you know they're texting Heath every night. Wish, yeah. Wish you were here. Wish, LOL. Uh-huh. <laughs> How the kids. How LOL. the kids. Did they have an impact? Oh. <laughs> LOL. 
Now, sliding into the tag team division, it looks as if the Viking Raiders are once again the Warriors. Backstage segment, mm-hmm. uh, if they had a turkey leg, it was non-distinguishable from the angry words they were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss these guys. I miss, yeah, I miss War Machine. Yes. You remember those guys? Those guys were bad in Japan. Yeah, and they were great in NXT. Yes. And this is who they are if you want them to be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know if you can get that back after all you've done for them, but it's wrestling and you probably can. If you just... can if you let them run roughshod and do what they do best, which is, you know, just wreck people and cause chaos. And they are, That's a bad team, dude. Yeah. And that's so, your that's your LOD right there. That's your yes. If you let it be, yes, stay out of the way. Uh huh. Let them be LOD. But AJ versus Ibar is uh the first match, and almost versus Eric is the second as we set up a tag team championship match. Um, AJ somehow manages to lose, uh, which is frustrating. Although I will give AJ a lot of credit in somehow making every single thing they have ever handed him work. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Hey, you're the best wrestler in the world. Go tell them you're the best wrestler of the world. World or you're Southern buffoon. Go be Southern buffoon. Mm-hmm. Or or you're in a junk kicking contest with Shinsuke Nakamura. I would say that one <laughs> arguably did not work. <laughs> However, you know what you're gonna do. Um, man, I, I still gets me every time that. I was at I was at a WrestleMania, and as soon as Oscar and Charlotte left the ring, I thought because Seth had won that first match. And, uh-huh. You know, Hardy had won the that weird uh, over the top battle royal earlier, yes. and then you had that Oscar match, and, and it was a good something good happened in, in the middle of all that too between all that. And as AJ and Shinsuke are going to the ring, I, I was thinking, the guy behind me said this could be match of the year. Uh huh. And I thought to myself. This literally could be the greatest pay per view, greatest WrestleMania ever. And then they kicked each other in dingling. <laughs> what? Why? The next thing you know, people are throwing uh, beach balls during the main event and leaving. And it's yes. like, oh, this, was, this had a chance. And you just couldn't hold it. <laughs> Let it slip away. But so he does wind up somehow managing to lose. And then they have the next match where almost gets um, pillar to post. I, uh, Ibar, Eric, and I didn't hate all this. I, I, I kind of, and then AJ jumping up there, and, and again, his role here is I'm Sean and this is Diesel, mm-hmm. so it's okay, but it, it is frustrating to see such a good performer lose as much as he has, but mm-hmm. he, he's making it work. It's fine. Because the good thing about being AJ is he's gotten so far. He has such so much goodwill built Cache. up with a fan base that yeah. you can just stick him in a title program tomorrow and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Especially if he's got a guy that stands outside of the ring and his head is still above the top rope. <laughs> yes. Sh- yes standing does. there with his back. Shame is fresh off nose surgery. Uh-huh. <laughs> Looking beautiful. I, the, all I can say about this next segment is I'm 100% sure he's not supposed to be wrestling yet. Mm-hmm. Because he goes in there and argues. They say, sure, so we'll stick you in the ring. He jumps Carrillo backstage because Carrillo's finally getting his rematch after the injuries they both received. Mm-hmm. He jumps Carrillo, beats him up, tells him he needs to, as he's asleep, as Carrillo is knocked out, tells him you need to wake up, buddy, because you got a match coming up. Mm-hmm. Strolls out there. There's a segment in, in between them. 
Carrillo comes down and kicks him in the mouth. One, two, three, it's over. In the middle of all that, he does wind up making eye contact with Damian Priest. Damian Priest, who I'm fairly certain probably shouldn't be wrestling either yet, uh, does stand there as Carrillo is convinced that he needs to go out there and fight, regardless of the fact that he's injured. Yeah. And, right, am I wrong? No, no, no. You've, you've succinctly put that into... Seamus couldn't wrestle, so go out there and just kick him one time and get out of here. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> you know Both, I mean? neither one of you need to be out here. We're going to push this down, the, kick this can. Yeah, you know. yeah. It, it took up 12, 20 minutes or whatever with the different segments. Um, not much more to say about that, right? No, not really. Okay, so then we get Ricochet Riddle backstage talking segment where uh, Ricochet lets us know that Tombstone would be his favorite Western, whereas Riddle thinks it's Toy Story 2. Nothing about that surprise. <laughs> Riddle's going to win the mo- the money Tombstone in the bank. Is a pretty good choice. It wouldn't be my favorite western, but it's it's way up Tombstone's there. Tombstone's your favorite western if you're not forty. Yes, it's a great western even it, if you are. Yes, but it eliminates a lot of the intricacies of plots. Uh huh. It's it's an expendables of. Yes, of westerns. Yes, you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna get rid of the deep thought and plot lines and give you great one-liners. You know what the '80s version of that is? What's that? Silverado. Silverado's better. I think Silverado's a better movie. Silverado is my favorite western. Is it? I can see that being your favorite western. Yeah. It is. Um, to me, it's just a perfect movie of comedy and and violence and mm-hmm. stories and all the different plot lines coming together it's epic sweepingly epic and yet fun mm-hmm. you know what I mean I love that I, I can't it might be on my short list of favorite movies yeah It re- Kevin Costner's off the chain in that. oh dude he's so good and people young people will not ever get who Kevin Klein was no he is he is fantastic in everything yes he never he, if you want you're gonna get a solid performance every time Goldblum Goldblum Dennehy's one of the great bad guys Oh yeah, you know, uh, Danny Glover, Danny Scott Glover, Glenn. dude, with the with the rifle, dude. Fayette. I love that, dude. It's so good. Okay, my bad, my bad. Um, no, no, I got on a tear there. Um, then we get uh, the, <laughs> the mids, the wheelchair, the squirt bottles, the uh, whatever you call those things, yeah, dude. What's up, splash holes? Splash. <laughs> Morrison is off the chain with these things. He must just sit around with a pad and paper. Yes. Taya must just go crazy sitting by that dude. I know. Like, what are you talking about? I just got to come up with more things that go with water. What? What is it? What? What? I need water puns. But that's stupid. It needs to. It has to be stupider than last week. Yeah, it's got to it, be even dumber. Yeah. But that said, we get them in the ring, and lo and behold, uh, false count anywhere. Oh my god. Unfreaking real. How do you how do you not how are these two dudes having this match on your show and you don't say, you know what, maybe these guys need to be main event something? Imagine those two guys twenty five minutes headlining a pay per view. Come on, dude. If you don't think that's going Remember when Rey Mysterio was the world champ? Mm-hmm. And I know it kinda happened because or it was okay in Vince world because of Eddie mm-hmm. like he was 
you know, kind of olive branching the fans over the fact that they had lost a hero. Uh huh. And but it did work. And and Ray had adopted Eddie's son and, to, and raised him as his own. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, so therefore, it, of course, it makes perfect sense. Um, but I I do think Ray as a world champ worked. Oh, it did. And I can I just I don't I, know I, why. I honestly think Ricochet. Could be that kind of hey yeah sometimes he loses on your a non-title match and sometimes he gets bludgeoned but hey he does his matches in ways where well here's the thing Vince McMahon has this idea that people just don't believe that, that a, a little guy like that will beat somebody man everybody in the audience has watched Jason Bourne movies everybody in that audience has watched you know Jackie Chan Jackie Chan everybody in that audience has watched uh, Captain America. Bruce Willis doesn't lift weights. No. I've seen him take out multiple armies. Yes. Over and over again, dude. With a bloody foot. Jet Lee. Everybody in there has seen Jet Lee, you know, mm-hmm. smoke a dude six times the size. Or Tony Jaw. Yeah. Smoke somebody six times the size. Or run size. on elephants. Yeah. Tony Jaw's off the chain. Tony Jaw. If you haven't ever watched Ong Bak, the Thai warrior, yes. do yourself a favor. Glad you said it. Yeah. I can say it, and sometimes it sounds strange. Yes, <laughs> like sounds- I might, like I might be describing an adult film. Yes. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, this is incredible. It just doesn't. I don't get that he doesn't get now that people can't buy that David versus Goliath. Yeah, David can be skilled enough to, you know, Absolutely. hang with Goliath. Absolutely. You can sell that match. Okay, there's this a one-legged shooting star off the ring post onto Morrison. Come on. That was crazy. There's a scene where they're fighting on top of the barricade. So there's not much room. And, you know, and Morrison just falls off. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, they flubbed. But Ricochet's smart enough because when he falls off, he plants it. Mm-hmm. He looks at the camera and waves his finger like, no, 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 no. The old Dukembe Mutombo. Mm-hmm. Not, no man dare fly in the land of Mutombo. Uh-huh. Right? Um... And then, or when he's running around the grocery store, slamming yes. people's no, no, no. cereal. <laughs> awesome. Great. One of my favorite commercials ever. <laughs> right. Who knew Mutombo was like the greatest commercial actor of all time? Oh. And, <laughs> and so, but then he turns right around. He jumps the barricade. He does a 360 splash on top of Morrison. And it, it, it the and flub didn't even matter, new- right? It was it actually made it better. Well, yeah, because these two guys can say they can go out there and do anything they want to. Because if they screw up one, they can, the next one's going to be great, and they can even run right. with the screw up. Miz winds up saving Morrison once on a squirt bottle thing. Riddle comes out, uh, holds the Miz down. But the good thing is that doesn't wind up being the reason somebody wins or loses. Mm-mm. Rick winds up going over, clean as a whistle. Yeah. Um, post the baloney as Riddle has uh, Miz facing the roof I believe because he laid the the, the wheelchair <laughs> down, down right and I loved the match I loved the way it was done they they got me my shenanigans without forcing Ruining the match without forcing me to get mad at the match right yes right right um god what a great match I did a gym in the middle of this this mat this whole show right right it should have been I didn't mind the way the show ended, Mm-mm. but it would have made sense for that to be the last match in the Thunderdome era. Mm-hmm. It could have at least main evented that. Yeah. Right. But I didn't mind the way it ended, and we're going to get into that now, because as we started the show, 
um, we have Xavier Woods and um, Lashley in a match. And it was very good. And Woods has been giving us great performances. And he manages to go over Lashley. And again, I didn't mind this cradle because it was in the flow of the match. Mm-hmm. Lashley was hurting him. But it had been it had gone a little while. Lashley thought he had him beat. He leaned mm-hmm. down to pick him up. Hooked him. Hooked him, got him. One, two, three. What on earth? Lashley stunned that it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I, sometimes, why is your champ losing on TV? Sometimes, why are we losing with the cradle? It bothers me. Mm-hmm. This time it didn't because of... The storytelling and the match flow. And what Kofi's been doing him mentally, been doing to him mentally this whole time, about you're soft now. We get to see that play out. That that is the main thread through the show, mm-hmm. and it plays out really well as Lashley storms out of the arena. MVP says, "Don't worry about it. I'm throwing a party for him tonight. I'll get his head right with these ladies and the wine and mm-hmm. the MVP lounge. We're still going to celebrate the going out of the Thunderdome era with with mm-hmm. my guy right here. Don't worry." Kofi has another segment where he kind of reiterates what he's been saying before. I thought Kofi was great in his talking segments. MVP was good in his. Uh, Bobby comes out for the end of the show. Did, first of all, did you like all of this? Mm-hmm. I did. Okay. Uh, Bobby comes out for the end of the show. He tells the ladies to leave. He said, I don't even want them here anymore. He says, I don't need to talk to this guy alone. And then he says, look, P, I love what you've done for me. But this bullshit's got to end. And I loved Bobby here. Mm-hmm. I loved the whole only pleasure I want in life anymore is me pummeling people. I should have left those guys in a pile of broken bones in the middle of this ring. I Then, you know, Kofi, I am going to break your bones. I'm going to put you in a box. I'm going to ship you to the circus where you belong with the rest of the clowns. The circus is dead. All of that. All of it. I loved it. It, You know, I've been wanting the summer of Kofi. When Bobby was done, I thought, if I get this Bobby Lashley Uh for another month going into SummerSlam, I don't even care who he's wrestling. Mm -hmm. If I can get Kofi winning, I'll be happy. If I get this Bobby Lashley, Lord have mercy, I'll be happy if he's running roughshod over Raw for the next three weeks while he's Mm -hmm. getting into something with somebody. And then, God almighty, Justin... Day four yesterday, I look at my wrestling Twitter and they tell me that Goldberg's coming back. And I thought, really? Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. Because I thought when I said, I don't even care who he wrestles. What was really going on in my head was... As long as it's not Goldberg. (laughs) Well, no, I was thinking it was going to be Lesnar. Oh, yeah. And I've been waiting. on Lesnar and Bobby aren't that different in ages. Like, their Mm -hmm. eras overlap. Bulk, bulk wise, yes, and we've never really gotten them one on one in a matchup. You know, Bobby winds up in Impact, and he winds up doing the whole I fight MMA and pro wrestling, pro wrestling thing together, and then he comes back in, or he wound up on ECW before he winds up doing all of that. So he's not in the same realm as SmackDown, mm-hmm. Lesnar. I've been waiting all this time. Mm-hmm. I have not been waiting for. Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg? No. You really haven't? The only thing I can say about that in a positive manner, if, if, if we get that, first of all, if we get that, 
let Kofi win. If we're going to get Lashley Goldberg, mm-hmm. let Kofi win, and then have Goldberg come back to say, you've been being a mean meanie. Mm-hmm. I'm a superhero, which mm-hmm. is kind of what he does. Something something like that. You know yes. what I mean? Because it's not going to take up all that much time during the pay-per-view, during SummerSlam. Ten minutes start to finish. That's including entrances, okay. segues, and video packages. And that also includes him hitting his head on a locker, cussing <laughs> himself, getting some smelling sauce, sauce coming out. The, the whole, co- the whole uh, concussion protocol they're going to have to put him through. Ten minutes, including... <laughs> Okay, we need to get a uh, Goldberg security lined up. Yes. Can we get Goldberg security lined up? Because the match is going to be like 130 seconds. Yes. Yeah, On yeah. a good day. <laughs> Hopefully, it will entail Goldberg running and slamming his head into the turnbuckle. Yeah. Bobby running and hitting him. And be over with. Dude, the best finish? The best finish would be. Didn't Goldberg knock himself out one time on. The belt? No, he knocked himself out one time when he. He speared DDP. DP, and DDP had the belt under his shirt, wasn't it? Or- right, but he actually wound up in a match with DDP, knocking himself out on the ground. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that's how he knocked himself out, on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause and then DDP had to roll around, and he kept seeing him look over there to see when he woke up. Dude, I'll stop. Dude, like the stories of these guys when they've gotten concussions, like the Kurt Angle where he was just oh, out there suplexing people, and yes. you know, guy, you know, at some point because I think it was a multiple person match. It was it was Triple H, The Rock, and Kurt Angle. Right. So you know, at some point, The Rock and Hunter were like, "Okay, that dude's like literally going through some kind of PTSD over there." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's me and you dance over here for a little while, and then when we get to the finish, we'll go over there. Because <laughs> let's get the ref to go over there first. <laughs> So if he eats it, man, we can get another one of those. I don't remember who the ref was. But hey, yo, Armstrong, just walk over to see what's going on. No. <laughs> if you see Scott come flying this way, or uh, what was uh, what's the old Mister Quick count? Uh, Hebner. If you see Earl go flying by us, you know he's still out of it. He's still out of it. <laughs> but I enjoyed this episode. Did you enjoy yeah. this episode? Okay, good, good. We'll do a, a bit of a uh, Money in the Bank preview at the end of. The SmackDown review. So if you want to check that out, it's, it'll be posted up on the same exact spots we post this up on. For my man Justin, for me KP, I, I will say that if you like pro wrestling, this is the best week of pro wrestling we've gotten probably since the beginning of AEW. Mm-hmm. It had to do with the fact that fans came back. Yeah, NXT just did what NXT always does. Yeah, AEW fed off the fans. Yeah, I felt like SmackDown. I'll just say I was going to say I'm saying this on the other episode too the WWE fans were sitting on their hands a little bit and I'm not saying they shouldn't have been mm-hmm. but during the wrestling shows towards as we headed into the pandemic nobody knew that was going to happen but mm-hmm. you could you watch WWE show and you didn't have to worry about the crowd making too much noise yeah they were on fire Friday night mm-hmm and some of that had to do, a lot of that had to do with the fact that the in-ring product was really good too. Mm-hmm. But they also like like you said in our text last night, they missed it, mm-hmm. and they they forgot how spoiled we are as wrestling fans to always have a show. Yeah, and this was a just a wonderful week to be a pro wrestling fan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of good stuff. For my man Justin, for me KP, this is a Go Home Heat production, copyright twenty twenty one. Uh. 
check out our friends at the Gin Project, the G-I-N-N Project.com. Go Just, home. 